Today's podcast is brought to you today by The Kick Company. The Kick Company develop active ball skills and training products. Sidekick Rebounder by The Kick Company is on the market now in homes all over Ireland and abroad. It is designed for individuals at homes, schools and clubs. For more information, visit them on thekickcompany.com. Delighted to be joined by Carlo and St Mullins Herder, Martin Kavanagh. Firstly, Martin, we must start with how are you finding these times? They're obviously strange times. Yeah, sure, obviously uh, very strange times. Um, luckily enough, now I'm working away. Um, the company I work with there are, are still open, so I suppose I have some sort of normality in my life, whereas other people are, are supposed to stuck at home for the day. Um, my, my workplace is only five minutes away, so it's not too bad. And then so I suppose you spend, you spend most even just going for a run or, or, or you know, lifting some weights or in a home here as well. So I suppose it's not too bad for me. I've, I've walked that way and, and some sort of normality, but these strange times, not, not meeting, seeing any of your friends or, you know, going to train, especially when the weather has been so good as well. Like all you wanted to do was go and train. But look, it is what it is. Everyone's in the same boat and all, all we can do now is get on with, like, you know. Um, I presume, like most intercounty teams, you're obviously keeping in touch with Carlo. Are you doing your own individual work? And hey, I know a lot of teams are doing this group work on Zoom. Is that what you're doing as well? Yeah, well, no, we're actually not using Zoom now. We just have our own. We have a management and the players group on Facebook and that, and and WhatsApp, and we just we just post up individual sessions then as we do them. That's all. So they're added, you know, you'd have to be posting up or, or it'll be getting on to you. Like, so that's how we're, um, we're staying in touch. We're, we haven't, we're a bit slow now with the Zoom, I'd say. So uh, maybe, maybe that's what might happen now in another few weeks. But for now, no, we're not, we're not doing using Zoom. Exactly. And this podcast is sponsored by The Kick Company and they're really focusing on technique and all that. Um, you're obviously a free taker and hurling has completely changed. When you look back to the 80s, it was just drive the ball as hard as you can, hit it into the air in the square. But it's obviously changed now and you see a lot of teams going through the lines and everything. Um, how is it you work in your technique leading up to games and obviously in the spare time you're having now? Uh, sure, I suppose when, it was, when things were normal, like, you know, you'd be sitting freezing out every night of the week, like, you know, Obviously, if you're going training, you'd, you'd be up an hour before training, and then after training, you'd be kind of the same. And and then any free nights, then when you can't get up to the pitch, you, you you get up like you'd have a bag of balls here. Um, so now it's a little bit different, all right. You're just kind of poking around the house, or that you know. So it's just you see kind of stuff on social media there of you know people kind of have targets, whether they're putting into a bin or trying to knock bottles or something off off an object, you know, something like that. That's all. That's all you can do is keep your eye on or have a certain spot on the wall that you just hit, keep trying to hit that spot, spot with the wall as many times you can. Stuff like that just keeps your eye in, like, but I suppose that's all you can do. But, uh, you know, I suppose free-taking free ways, like, you would be, you'd be practicing a lot, like, you know. You know, like, people always get on to you how easy they are, but it's only easy. It's, 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 it's a lot harder when you're actually up taking it, you know, and you get sticked in when you miss it, but you're lucky. That's, I suppose, that's your job and you're meant to home with luck. Yeah, you have your bad days too, and uh, all you can do is practice them. Hopefully, on the day to go well, feel like you know. You mentioned uh, free taking there. You obviously have to have a lot of nerve to be a free taker. I really think as a free taker, is it if there's anything going through your head at all, like you're going to miss it about, oh, this is going to go over. If you're thinking about this, do you really just have to not focus on anything else and just focus on that free you're taking in that moment? 
Yeah, look, it's I suppose yeah, you, you different kind of scenarios. No matter what has went on during the game, if you're having a bad game or not, you just kind of you have to you just have to focus in for that free. You have to forget about everything that's going on around you. You know, if, if you missed the free before, just forget about it. And and, and if you know, just you know, the crowd is shouting or whatever, you just have to zone out with that. Like, but I suppose you're I'm at that I suppose I'm at that age now where I'm kind of I'm a bit more mature and I can do that now. But um. It's, it's, yeah, look, I suppose it's kind of easy. You just have to, you kind of have to zone out, like, you have to zone out what's going around you and just kind of focus on that, on the goal. And that's about so That's all, that's all I do anyway. To be with you. There's a lot of being fundraisers across GA, and I suppose it was really great to see the GA public get involved and do for Dan. And I've seen now you're involved in a fundraiser from a girl from Ross Gray. Um, it's really great to see all the different GA communities get behind fundraisers like that, isn't it? Yeah, in fairness, like, I know this lockdown is it's bad and all like with the virus and all, but one thing I suppose that we can take out of it is what, what people are actually doing like during it like it's I suppose it's it's great, it's, it's obviously brilliant to see and I suppose it's something that's actually should have already happened. It didn't need a lockdown for to actually for people to realise what we should be doing, like, you know. Like there's so many people's lives out there that that everyone can change by just donating twenty or like and you know, and if and and as you said, like, you know, Dan now has the money for his he got two million, which is unbelievable money to be raised for in you know, only a couple of weeks as well. And I was Sophie, another little girl, she needs a hundred thousand. Like, so I think yesterday I was on sixteen thousand, and I was up to twenty two thousand. I was looking at there about an hour ago, so you know, that's been brilliant as well. Like, and as I said, like, you're probably only talking maybe twenty euro or thirty or whatever you want, but like, you know, if, if everyone can donate that, like, you know, it, it would change a girl's uh, personal life. Like, so you know, it's definitely something that's brilliant. and all the GA people and everyone in the world can really take a lot of it, like, you know. Absolutely, great things to be seen. Now, um, on to more of the hurling side. Um, why is it you're called Mibs? <laughs> <Ashes. laughs> uh, I says, um, my mammy actually, she's, she's uh, my mammy, um, when I was born, I was brought home. It's gone back that long now, since there was only a couple of weeks old. Uh, there was up, I was asleep up in, I sleep upstairs, I'm sure, Whenever I used to wake up, I was fierce quite like, and she just always used to say that I was quite as a mouse, and uh, they're stuck ever since. And like, like I honestly, literally everyone calls me mouse like. Maybe one or two people may call me Martin, but like my teachers in school would have called me mouse like. It was just I might as well just change my name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 the story, and yeah, it's going back that long, like you know, it's about twenty five years. Like hard to believe that. It's, stuck me looks like it's going to go to the grave me as well like so <laughs> exactly um probably not the league campaign carlo wanted um but when you look at that leash game you'd have to question why that game was played and player welfare and everything because the pitch that night even eddie brennan just eddie brennan described it it was a disgrace like um but how do you assess the league campaign for carlo Asher, look, there's there's no really way two ways about it. It was a bad it was a bad league campaign for us. Um for different reasons, I suppose. We all thought we we got a run to the Leinster final and, and that was the first of December, so should we obviously the county players were back that time, but should we didn't come back in kind of till Christmas or just after Christmas, so you know that was maybe would have been seven or eight or seven or eight of us, but it was two of our two two of our main lads on that club team, it would have been main lads or county team. Them two, um, they were they had injuries, so they were gone. They were gone for the summer anyway. So I suppose we were disrupted a bit panel wise. Uh, we didn't have as strong as panels last year, definitely not. 
And I just, I don't know, I just, it just think things didn't go our way. But then go back to that leash game where we obviously the leash game was the game was was the game of the league. We both looked at and winning like to stay up like that was you know no brainer there. But we should have won that game. We probably left it behind us, which is a bit of a, a killer. And then we Westmead then the relegation final. In fairness, on the day Westmead deserved to win, they were miles better than us. But then we only lost by four points. Like we were brutal. We drove an awful lot of ways. I missed the hate of as well. No, that's just we were touching on the trees. I had a bad nightmare on the trees. Um, yeah, just a bad. Bad year, just a bad day, like, you know, it's amazing the way it can go as well as last year to this year, but I suppose it's not county like Carlo, like, if you're missing three or four big players, it tends an awful lot for us, whereas in the big counties, like, they can get away with it because they're such a peak, like, if you know what I mean, so, look, I don't, I'm not really sure where we would work down next year, maybe we, we, might, we might get away with it, but we'll see. <laughs> and you've obviously learned a lot from the league, what's been the one uh, factor that you learned from the league so far? This year? Yeah, uh, I'd say a panel definitely panel of players is a big thing. Like last year, we had a, we had a good panel of players. This year, uh, just not as strong, not as strong. Um, that's probably about which you, know, you just need you need you need you need thirty lads in there. You know, every night training. Like some nights this year, like we might only have eighteen in there. You know, for different reasons, lads might be injured or in college or whatever, and you can't even play a match. Like you know, just for that reasons alone, like you need a strong panel. And then like, obviously our own club run as well probably disrupted preparation as well. So like when a club when a club in a small county like that gets a good run in a club championship, like, it it does it affects the county. It's great for the county, but it also affects the county in, in preparation wise as well. If that makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. absolutely. <clears throat> Look back on Leinster, like you have to take huge confidence being so competitive in that game against Galway. Uh, you drew with Galway as well in the league, so like. Last year was a great year, and I suppose you're just looking at getting back to what you were last year. Yeah, look, last year was a, I suppose, a dream year, really. Like, we were in Division 2 for a long time as well, so we played Division 1 last year for the first time in a long time, and then obviously Leinster. Um, should be a great league campaign, in fairness. Shouldn't have been in a relegation final, but we are in it, and then she were 11 points down against off in a relegation final, and we came back and beat by a point. So that was just an unbelievable game. And then Sherlane, as I said, in Leinster then, Sir Galway game was a great game. Like we were writing that game up to five minutes to go. Like, you know, we we had chances to win it, like just hard to just hard to even believe really in a way. But and then um obviously with Kenny then the following week, that was a disaster. <laughs> to be honest with you, that was just they just went they got and sure it was such a, the Carlo was packed, like we never would have played anything like it, so maybe the occasion got to us in a little bit. And then Dublin at home as well was a bit of a disaster. And then went to Wexford away, and we actually heard very well against Wexford. The scoring doesn't do us justice at all, but we took an awful lot of that. But again, it was it was a killer the fact that we got relegated. You know that we couldn't like to say leash this year. They probably won't get to play, but they get to stay up even if they come last. You know the new rules. There's a 16 Leinster Championship now, so it's a pity that didn't really wasn't the way for us. But anyway, at least it's changed now. But we learned an awful lot for that, and sure. I suppose we got to taste that level now. We just want to get back up to it as soon as we can. Yeah, as you were saying there, it's great to see uh, six teams in Leinster, especially for the smaller counties, because like for yourselves, it was no good for you spending a year uh, in Leinster. And realistically, you're going to have to take a while to adapt it. You're playing four top-class teams in Dublin, Wexford, Galway and Kilkenny. Yeah. And you really have to be hurling out of your skin if you're going to relegate one of those down to the Joe McDonough. So really, it's great to see six teams instead of being the yo-yo team going up and down every year. Yeah, like as I said, like like all the chances of us taking out a team last year were unlikely. Unless John, and that was the truth. 
we maybe if we caught a team on a on, on a bad run, maybe we might have snuck a win. But that was whereas now if we were playing again them this year, we would have learned an awful lot off of them last year, where where gives us a better chance to of maybe beating one of them or not even even just running and close, being competitive match with him. Uh, so that that's probably that's what the big advantage now, like of a team like Leicester or Sellers or whoever may be. If you get a run of games and you and you lose the four of them, whereas you learn a lot and you can go back at it next year, you know what I mean. So it's great that they, they have six teams in now, and it can only be good for the future of of Hurling and Leinster, like and and for I suppose the teams trying to get to that level as well, like. The Joe McDonald Cup in two thousand and eighteen. It must be one of your best sporting achievements so far to win in Crow Park um, against Westmead. That must really delight you. Oh yeah, she wasn't. I wasn't there for that. No. No, I was actually uh, I went travelling. I missed that. So um, I was my brother was on it there, and um, I was actually in America for it. I, I I played the league campaign that that year, and I made a call that I go travelling, and sure I ended up missing out on it. But uh, sure, it was obviously it was an unbelievable achievement. Like for like if they're the first team that that'll always be in history. The first team to ever win the Joe McDonnell League. So yeah, look, it was great for them, and sure, obviously it was you know I missed out on it, which was a bit of a, it was. It was a killer as well for me personally, but obviously it's for the team to win, like, but you know, but I would, uh, yeah, I actually, I, uh, I opted out with that, that, that panel that year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jeez, <laughs> of all the years to go, and uh, oh, yeah, I know, and we won the Chris Thing year before that, and I captain, I was captain that year when we won it, and then the following year, then I just, I decided I wanted to do traveling, and you know, I went out to America to hurl, like, so it was a great, it was a great, um. Opportunity to do that, but yeah, she's waiting on to be a team. But I fully expected, I thought they would win it anyway. I, I thought they were, they were a great, a great whole team, so it's great. I was over there, and Killian Dye from Westmead, he, he was actually over there as well. The two was opted out the same year, and the two and the, the one year we opted out the two of them get to the final, so <laughs> we were watching it together over in America. So it was, it was funny, it was an own experience, you won't forget anyway. You know where I was when they won it, like you know. Exactly. Um, talk to me about your experience um, hurling over in America. It's, it's obviously a lot of GA players go traveling uh, go over to America and a, a lot of GA players do get sorted out when they go out there. Um, how was it hurling over in America? Hurling over there is actually, it's an unbelievable standard, like, to be honest with you. Um, it's such a good opportunity. I'll always, I tell any young lad to go do it. If they have an opportunity, if someone contacts you from states, from abroad to go, just do it because they look after you so well, like, and you just have you meet, you're put in a house with a group of lads, you meet friends for life, and then you're playing, you're playing with, with and against hurlers like from all over the county, the best of the hurlers, like, like I had on my team now, you know, twenty eighteen, like I was playing with Aaron Cunningham from Clare. Goody O'Connell from Clare, Michael Breen from Tip, Willie O'Connor from Tip, um, who else? Paddy Corn from Waterford, like you know, and we were playing against then Colin Dunford from Waterford, DJ Horn, Michael Fenley from Kenny was over there actually. He was playing on, on the Fiend team, so like, it's just it's it's unbelievable, and it's the same in Boston as well. I never got to Boston, now, but I know a few lads went to Boston, like and and the same in New York. It's just it's crazy. It's great, like it's a great opportunity, and, and like the way it is now with the with the the Round Robin series, like if you get knocked out, like you know, if so, just say if you're a bottom of the team, like Warford have been like for the last year or two, like sure, they're all them lads phone will be hopping to go over, like because they they get over before the deadline is for the for the transfer over there. So 
in a way like it's a great it's brilliant it's brilliant you just get away from here and you just you get to meet lads and you just get to just kind of you know have a real good crack like and i'd urge any young lad to, to go 100 would definitely would definitely tell lads to go Colin Bonner's influence, I think really it's underrated. Uh, he's really transformed Carlo, hasn't he? Ah, yeah, he has, in fairness. Like, we, I suppose we kind of went in, we came, before he came in, we were kind of knocking at the door for a long time, he couldn't get over the line. And then when he came in, then, like, we we, sure, we won, like, I think we played in four finals and we won three with him, like, and as you said, like, like this, the pro, we went from Chris Ring to Joe Mack to Leinster, like, Dollar, and, like, in in, in the space of three years, like, you know, which is unbelievable, really. I mean, one Division 2 is A as well, that's the league, so, yeah, unbelievable. I can't speak highly enough of him. I think he's a brilliant manager, you know, it's his fourth year now, I was like, so, I'm not sure now how, what, how he's thinking for around the line. It's a pity now that things worked out this year because we'd be, only, we'd be getting ready now actually to, to go into the Joe Mac now next week, I think, because he was down for the first round. But, um, yeah, he's I'm sure his two others for tip as well and, and he managed he managed the best county teams and club teams so CV speaks for ourselves so it's an honour it's just a privilege to have him with us now at the moment yeah he, he had a great year for St Mullins um, winning the Carlo title obviously is there a sense of frustration that there's only four teams in the Carlo Senior Hurling Championship yeah there definitely is 100% uh, we like like we're six to the team playing sure like, you know that like we know each other so well like there's no secrets like it's just you know, you know who you're going to be marking. You know who's going to be playing where, like, you know, and the likes in in Kenny in Kenny Championship then, like, the team where you played the team for the last ten years, like, you know, it's crazy, really. But if there's five teams up there now. Bangus are up now, coming up this year. So there's five teams. Um, when I started off playing club hurling, there was eight teams. So there was a big drop there now. But um, look, luckily, uh, the player players in those teams have been very good, and we've got the best out of the county set up. But, Obviously, going forward, it's, it's worrying enough. But there's a lot of work going on in the in the clubs in Carlow town, in Carlo and and places that's not providing much hurling. So hopefully, you know, in, in in ten years' time or that, now when we'll we'll be well gone. But hopefully, we'll be there'll be eight or nine teams, and you know, it'll it'll it looks good for the future. The Cooler game is obviously one that stands out. Like I'd say, Cooler were expecting really to Vichy, and you just came out of the blue. No one expected it. Obviously, from outside of your camp, uh, they can't say they did really because Kula had an All Ireland like, and they respected. Everyone was saying that Leinster is going to be a Kula Ballyhead final, and that was it. And then for your selector Michael Ryan to get um, a heart attack like that, it was obviously just a probably the craziest game you've ever been involved in. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. I was the such delight to devastation within this within a split second, like. Oh yeah, he, oh yeah, she was. I jumped up to celebrate, and I was told to sit down as quick as quick as I, I jumped up because I, I wasn't, I wasn't hundred percent sure what was going on. I had an idea something was wrong, but I didn't know who it was or how bad it was. And then only when I when I was told that, like within a couple of seconds, I was just straight away. We were crying, like you know, we couldn't really believe what was going on. But um, yeah, we'll definitely look back on that game with with mixed emotions. But thankfully. All is well now, anyway, and and you know we all is grand, and we can look back on that match now in in a positive way, in, in a way now that we all recovered well. So, yeah, that was uh, that's definitely a game we'll never forget. Like as you said, the cooler were probably fav- were favourites for Ireland, I think, with Ballyhale. Like so, it was nice to get one over on them. In fairness. <laughs> then your game in the semi final against Rat Downey Earl, 
I probably look even watching it myself. I have to say it was probably one of the best club hurling games all year. It had everything. It, it was going. You think you thought Rat Downey had it one minute, then you thought G had it. It was going back and over like that was another serious game to be involved in. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was an incredible run, really. Of all the, the games going back from the county semi final straight on. Um, there was savage pressure on us that day, like to to win, like because obviously we beat in Kula and we were home and. Obviously, there was an opportunity to play Ballyhale and Leicester final, like, and you might get this opportunity again in, in our life, in our playing career, like so. Big pressure on us, but I think we, I think once the game started, I think it just went out the window. We just, as you said, we were just hurling mad and it was end to end stuff. And I watched back, I watched the back then, maybe the, the over Christmas there, and it was just a savage game to watch, yeah, savage game. And I think, I think if we had to lose that game, we would, we would have kicked ourselves big time. I thought we were. Looking back on it, I thought we were definitely the better team. I and mean, we missed a couple of chances, but as you said, I mean, this, in just going to the time, we're at the only one playing tough play. So, like, you know, it was so, it was so nip and tuck, like, but thankfully we came out with the right, the right end of it. And then, obviously, Ballyhill, their standout team in the Leinster final, you just came up short, but you put in a tremendous performance. Like, that Ballyhill team, you're not going to get club teams like that all the time. They're just a really special bunch and have a huge panel. Um, what was it like coming up against Ballyhale, obviously one of the heavyweights? Yeah, it was like it was kind of a dream, like it was a dream come true in a way, like to be playing Ballyhale and Leicester Club final, like you know, a team you watched on telly, like from from growing up, like because they played so many club Ireland finals and Leicester finals, like so. We said it like myself and the two brothers on the team as well. The three of us were talking before the match, and just we're just saying we'd love a crack at Ballyhale, like you know, we just love a crack at them just to see how we get on, like and. I think there was obviously there was no pressure on us going into the game and I think we, we trained so hard them two weeks and we were so focused and I think we we lost the nine points but I don't think the score leaders is credit like I think the game we were right in that game for a long time like and so they, we missed the goal and then we got the goal which is uh, obviously soccer soccer punch but I think we, we I think we, we, we matched them well like and, and we gave them we gave them hell and I think like I think we, we showed the kind of around the iron like that I was there a lot of talk going that match that we were going to get every 20 points, like, you know, and, and that was kind of filtering back to us, like, and, and there's a bit, of, there, you have a bit of doubt in your head or you have a bit of worry that this, you know, like, you know, obviously Ballyhale or Stark stood it, like, if they turn it on at all, if they get a run you at all, they could, they could beat you by 20, 30 points, but I thought we were bringing it hard back so unbelievable that they, you know, they really, really held, held the lads down, like, and... It was just a, it was just it was a dream dream for a year and, and I suppose it's after giving us a taste now to try to get back there. Well, that's easier said than done. But um, hopefully look we, we we can we can try and get back there again, you know. Um now moving on to part two of the show, spilling the beans on uh, the Carlo Senior Hurling team. Um who would you say is the best dressed in the Carlo Senior Hurling panel? Best dressed. I'd probably say James Dyle. Like, so I give I give Dyle that one, James Dyle. Uh, worst dressed. The worst dressed. Paul Coy. Um, best in training. Best in training. Best trainer would be ooh, best trainer. I'd say Brian Tracy, our goalie. He's lunatic. Maybe out two hours for dress. Worst in training. Worst trainer would be I'd say Dermot Bourne. I'd say. Um, most skillful. The most skillful in county training would be who would be most skillful? Chris Nolan, I'd say. You, Chris, that. 
And quickest? James Lane. No, Henry. Oh, James Lane or Ross Smithers, actually. Sorry. It's a tough one, actually. We must see that race. It's hard out, hard one called. James or Ross, yeah. And the final pair just building in the beans. Um, best taste in music? Best taste in music. Gary Bennett. So uh, now moving on to pair three. Um, I was talking to you about picking the Carlo Senior Hurling, the best Carlo Senior Hurling team in the last two decades. Now, yeah. obviously, today's panel is probably one of the best Carlo teams, but um, let's see what you've got. Yeah, this is extremely hard now. So I'd say a few lads won't be happy with me, but um, I wouldn't really be too familiar with the, the thousands now. Kind of air thousands. So I got, I asked a couple of, I asked three lads. Kind of would I would have seen the two decades, just to, to pick their fifteen as well now, and I and I mind picked as well just to see kind of the you know to give me a bit of a help. So I asked three as well. So I came anyway. as Frank Foley in the goal, Alan Corkin cornerback, Tom Dyle fullback, Andrew Gall cornerback, Eddie Cody wingback, Shane Cavanagh centre back, and Richard Cody cornerback or sorry wingback. And I have Jack Cavanagh and Declan Cavanagh in the middle of the field, and I have John Michael Nolan wing forward, Pat Cody centre forward. And Robbie Foley, wing forward. And Seamus Murphy, corner forward. Des Murphy, full forward. And James Lee, corner forward. So that was the 15. You didn't get yourself in there, no? <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't. Like, I wouldn't like to put myself in it now. But <laughs> I, the, 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 the lads I asked had me, had me in it now. But I just said, I'd, left, I'd said I'd leave myself out. <laughs> so I don't want to I'd get abused if I put myself in it. So <laughs> I leave that for someone else to, to decide if I'm in it or not. <laughs> That's it, Martin. Well, thanks a million for your time and best of luck in, for the season whenever it starts. Thanks, Paul. Best of luck with the show.